Plenty of other questions also being asked today when it comes to the extension of the 427. Now, this extension runs through Vaughn, and despite taxpayers, you and I shelling out some $615 million to build it, it's sitting there idle. It is not being used. And for more on this, let's welcome in Jennifer French, NDP transportation critic. Jennifer joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Jennifer, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Okay, this was a a public-private partnership to build this highway, but uh, something here apparently is amiss or has gone wrong. Do we know exactly what? Um, Well, it's another case, unfortunately, of a a P3 that's not working the way that it is, you know, advertised to work. Um, You know, they're supposed to shift risk from you and me and, and, you know, the the public uh, onto the private consortium. And in this case, we see um, it would appear that, that this private consortium, the contractor, is saying we don't, we're not going to keep putting money into this. We're not going to, um, you know, to do what the government says we should do, um, and we can't drive on it. We've, we're now, we've paid for highway that we can't use. Yeah, do we know uh, where this project is? I mean, to the naked eye, it looks like uh, it is finished, it is uh, completed. But do you know whether or not that's uh, the case? That's actually the case. Well, I, I think we're going to unfortunately watch this. You know, back and forth in in courts. It looks like um, you know the the he said she said with the two percent grading or or what have you. You know, that gets into kind of the weeds and the details. But if there are questions around safety. You know, the province has paid a lot of money. Taxpayers have paid a lot of money to have this extension uh, be ready to go and ready to use. Um, but we do need it to be safe. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm I'm not the expert to determine, um, you know, the specifics around that. But we've paid for something. It needs to be delivered um, because we need to keep traffic going and flowing. And and um, it people are so agitated by this kind of situation where we're, we're thrown, we put a lot of money into public infrastructure um, and we can't have it. Yeah, the government contends that uh, this roadway just isn't up to spec. It's not uh, safe to uh, open up. On the other hand, this private consortium that we've mentioned, it's a Link 427 is the company who built this. They have contended in this lawsuit that uh, it isn't about safety as much as it's about payment. Uh, they're essentially saying that the government just doesn't want to pay them the money that they're owed. Well, we've seen we've seen this unfortunately over and over again, right? You look at the Eglinton Crosstown, and that that I mean that's years behind. But the the P three contractor there, they they sued MetroLink, um, and uh, and MetroLink ended up having to settle. And it was later on that the Auditor General said, "Well, you shouldn't have done that. You were well within your rights as the as the province." you know, to, to make these demands for, for safety and, and, you know, it was a substandard and unsafe design. Um, and yet we had to pay it to get it moving because the consortium doesn't have the same standards that, that we all imagine they would, right? So um, they are allowed to, quote, innovate, um, and which essentially is fancy for cut corners. Um, you know, they, they stand to make a lot of money as a consortium. Um, we pay 30% premium uh, to supposedly shift responsibility off the province, and yet the responsibility keeps sneaking back onto us. And um, and here we are again with another example of something that we've paid for that isn't being delivered. Um, and we keep learning this lesson, Jeff. Like P3s don't work. 
the Auditor General found in 2014 on a case of 74 projects cost us $8 billion more. <laughs> like, that was just extra, um, you know, to have them over traditional procurement. And I don't know when we will learn our lesson, but the government can't point to a good example these days. And I'm with you. I mean, obviously, we do not want to open up a, a roadway, a highway that is uh, not safe, that is not up to a sa- safety standards. But do we know who exactly deems whether or not this roadway is safe to open or not? Uh, it would seem that, you know, there's got to be a list of specifications and that this should be fairly cut and dry, no? Well, God, you're asking the exact right question. And I think the average Ontarian has a concept of kind of traditional procurement, right? That there's the province has a design, we put bids out to tender, we have folks who, you know, build it, we pay for it, and um, and that's sort of how we think of traditional construction. Remember that with a P3, we actually hire um, a bunch of bankers, like a, a hedge fund, right? A, a limited liability corporation. And it's up to them to get financing and up to them to hire contractors and set out the specs and whatnot. So the province basically says, hey, build us a roadway, make it do, you know, make it, make it do what it's supposed to and we'll pay you for it. And then when it comes back um, and there hasn't, there have not been, you know, public officials that are able to inspect or whatnot, they basically inspect when it's handed back at the end. Um, we saw it with the Ottawa LRT. I mean, what a what a mess! But no public official along the way was able to, you know, have any say because it, it's the consortium's baby until it's handed back over to us. Yeah, and why is it that it seems these public-private partnerships are so problematic that they're not working out? And as you mentioned, uh, maybe they're ending up costing us uh, more, really, in the long run, or than we thought uh, they would. Is the devil in the details here? I mean, are we not specifying in contracts with uh, private no. uh, partnerships exactly uh, the work that needs to be done, the type of work and the standard that needs to be hit? No, we're not. And that's a, that's a, a quick and dirty answer, but I have sat at estimates opposite the you know, Infrastructure Ontario, whether we're talking about hospitals, that, you know, oh, there's so much that was learned that next time we'll make sure to be more specific. And you think, well, for goodness sakes, you know, why... Why is that not involved? But remember, you're hiring a consortium and the, the appeal or as the ministry, you know, always celebrates these P3s, it, it's, um, you know, about innovation or what have you, but the details are not hammered out. You know, uh, we don't have enough time, but I would love to get into, I'll use the term stupid examples, you know, from whether it's a, a jail or a transit project of details that should have been considered that were not, that then the province has to be on the hook for because it wasn't specified in a contract. And remember, the whole point of a P3 in theory um, is we pay a premium. We pay 30 to 50% of a premium to shift risk to, you know, off of the province to the uh, private consortium. That's supposed to be the, the selling feature. The fact that that keeps shifting back to us or that, you know, Metrolink, we get $237 million extracted from them to settle out of court when they were well within their rights, that sort of thing um, should incense the average Ontarian. But the average Ontarian doesn't have time to learn about the finer details of a P3. They want their tax dollars to build roadways and highways that are safe and infrastructure that is meets the needs, um, 
you know, and, and, and that can be opened and that can be used. So do we know if this has got the possibility of being settled out of court? Because if this goes to court, as we know, the wheels of justice turn very slowly at times, and this could be some time before it's settled. And really at the end of the day, it's drivers who again have already paid for this uh, extension, the 427 extension, some $615 million that are left caught in the middle. Um, I can't answer that because, you know, it, the Edmonton Crosstown was a good example. It, it, they sued the government and then they ended up settling for an a astronomical amount of money. P.S. It's still behind schedule. The date has now been moved again to 2022. Sorry, 2022. Um, and I, I don't know. Will it go to court? Will they figure this out? Um, but it, it is the same story where you have, you know, uh, a private... The, the private uh, contractor doesn't want to pay this additional money. And the government says, you know, it's an expectation, um, you know, and, and we're, and we're at an impasse and literally behind chain link, you know, it's, um, it is remarkable that again, we have an example of, you know, Ontario, uh, Ontario taxpayers and drivers that, you know, deserve something that they're not getting. they Aid for something, and now we are being asked to pay more um, to be able to, you know, to drive on on what is built and should be delivered. So, all right. Well, we will watch this with interest, Jennifer. I appreciate your time with us this afternoon and breaking this down for us. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye now. There's Jennifer French, who is the Ontario NDP transportation critic.